Manx Radio Podcasts, powered by Shaw. Well, hello and welcome to the Countryside Podcast here on Manx Radio with Kiri Kermode and myself, Simon Clark, And a busy time for the young farmers by the sounds of things, Kiri. It certainly is. The beef stock judging and also the annual field day. The beef stock judging, that was held at your farm. So, uh, of course, you'll know the animals very, very well because I suppose you have to judge them yourself well that's right yeah week in week out yeah oh for for working at the farm Mm -hmm. yeah every day you're looking at the stock and hoping to improve genetics or or you know the bloodlines and different things so you are every day using stock judging i suppose how is it when you're standing there with one of your prize prize animals and one of the young farmers reasons puts it last and says it's not a very good one does that happen oh it certainly does some of the younger members when they're just getting finding their feet and getting started with the reason given and they might have it higgledy piggledy but their reasons are always interesting to say the least but no they were there or thereabouts this week they were very good mm. and also uh, the annual field day which uh, isn't just People stand and looking at a 10 or 15 acre field. <laughs> they have lots of sports and various events and always striving, as you'll hear on the programme, to get new activities for the young farmers to enjoy. Oh, some of the activities are hilarious. It's, it's a bit like it's a knockout. It is, it certainly is. Once it used to be a 100 metre sprint and very straightforward. Welly thrown. Yes, exactly. Mm. But now it's not. It's pallets, making pallets into a certain garden furniture, making humans play football in a giant table. It is crazy what they get up to now. Mm. And the concert, of course, and uh, as you'll hear them talking about, uh, scratching for numbers a little bit, some of the clubs as well. Yeah, it seems to be, it comes around some years. Southern, I know they were struggling for numbers a few years back and now it's the Northern possibly needing a few more active members. But, um, yeah, it's still great. It's, you know, it's not necessarily people in agriculture. It's for everybody. It's um, it's a great movement to be involved in. Also, um, there's been some sightings. I don't suppose you'll have heard of a fin whale before, have you? No, no, I don't no. know too much about sea Well, life. Tom Feltz, the director of the Isle of Man uh, Manx Whale and Dolphin Watch, uh, he tells us about uh, sightings that we've seen off Marine Drive off the coast of the Isle of Man about these um, whales, which uh, apparently, uh, as we'll learn, are the second biggest uh, animal in the world uh, behind, the, behind the blue whale. To have them around our tiny little island as well, it's a pretty uh, interesting thing to see, isn't it? Yes, it certainly is. So we'll be hearing about that. So uh, this is this week's Countryside. Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. <laughs> First, young farmers, uh, it sounds like uh, they're having a busy time of year at the moment. They are, they're just having their annual field day. It's a, a great event, there many children turned out for that. And also the beef stock judging, very important date in the calendar. But there's there's been a bit of a change to the to the format that they've done with the with the stock judging, Kiri, hasn't it? Yeah, they've now emerged all the clubs into one and they only have one beef stock judging, one dairy, one pig and one sheep because there wasn't enough young farmers attending each of the individual club ones. So now they've amalgamated them. They're having great turnouts, maybe forty or fifty children at one farm in one evening. It's fantastic to see. And that's been the trouble I think with some of the clubs, hasn't it? Because uh, a lot of them think it's just the concert really but they've tried to get them involved um, to keep these events going which are ever decreasing by the sounds of things um, in the past certainly. 
Yeah, no, it certainly seems like it's rebooted and there lots turned out for these events. But also the, the concert is the absolute best event of the year now and they like to go and do the action and stuff. But they've actually hinged the other events to this concert so they have to attend the confectionery, the beef stock judges, whatever else in the year so they can actually go and perform on the stage. And it's bringing the children throughout the year to all these events now. Well, you weren't far away from home for the uh, stock judging and... Uh... You caught up with a few people there, I believe. Yeah, it was a really wild night last week and we had the Young Farmers to Arasdale for the Beef Stock Judging and it was a fantastic turnout. And I caught up with some of the members and Angela Teer, the Secretary of the Federation of Young Farmers. It's a fantastic venue for the Young Farmers to come to. Um, we've had some lovely stock on show tonight. Um, the weather's not been great, I have to be honest, but it's still a good turnout. Um, great stock and lovely, lovely judge as well with Craig. Um, he's come through Young Farmers and done a lot of the stock judging himself um, so it's nice to see that you can come from a competitor to being a judge but you know all about that anyway don't you? <laughs> it was super but tonight the, the real sight was to see the younger members there was a lot of children here under the age of 15 having a go at placing the cattle in their individual orders but also given the reasons now that is very difficult oh, I don't think we've ever had quite such a good turnout of younger ones prepared to take the competition very seriously um, and to then go and give reasons again and um, to pick two out um, Rianne Masson um, from the Southern from the Southern Club um, she's got the highest score tonight overall so that's from judging the four classes and adding her reasons on and then young Harvey Cool. Um, Harvey's only 11, just started at Castle Russian like two weeks ago and he's come along tonight, had a go at doing reasons for the first time and he has done so very well. And that's what part of my role as Federation Secretary is, make, it makes me pleased and proud to be part of an organisation that can do that. But you don't have to be a farmer to attend Young Farmers. Tonight there was a lot of non-farming children here taking part, having a go, learning about livestock, asking animal husbandry questions. It, you know, it's a big, big area to cover. Yeah, we we've never said that you have to be a, be a farmer to be a young farmer we look at you look at it if you've got a good keen interest in the rural community that's good enough for us we want you to come along and participate in all the events we offer not just not just the young farmers concert which is the big draw for everybody but you know you come along tonight yes it's cold it's wet and windy but most people have gone home with a smile on their face because they've enjoyed good company a good laugh and they've learned something from it as well and more importantly you make friends by coming to young farmers friends that stay with you through life and also these young farmers stock judges they're all throughout the year it's not just a winter it's not really even a winter thing we've just got caught out because we're too busy doing other things we changed things around a few years ago and now each club centrally northern southern and the federation take a turn organizing a different stock judging event each year so throughout the season um, which starts in about may time we do a dairy stock judging a beef stock judging a pig stock judging a sheep stock judging and a dairy linear stock judging. We do it on a rotor basis, so we all take a turn at going, at approaching different farmers for different events, and all the members are encouraged to come to all of the stock judgings because it is—it's an important thing to learn about. It's like where your food comes from and how it's produced and why it, why it looks like it does when it hits the shops. But also, you've got lots of other events coming up. You've got the field day coming this weekend. We have. It doesn't stop for us really. We had an action pack last week. And then we've had stock judging tonight and then come Sunday we've got the field day which will actually be an inside a shed day and that's just due to the forecast and that'll be at Conrennie Equestrian Centre so there's lots of fun events for the young farmers on that day and we've got a couple more stock judgings coming up and then we'll hit the 
what's probably the winter season of quizzes and public speaking and of course at concert rehearsals. <laughs> so how do people get in, in touch? How do they get involved with the Young Farmers? If they're really keen to get involved with Young Farmers, the easiest way or the first way is to drop me a line um, and I can get them a membership form and get them set up with the club that's right for them. It's normally the one that's nearest to where they live. If you want to give me a ring, it's 321664. There's voicemail on there if you want to leave a message or have a look at our Isle of Man Young Farmers Facebook page, put a message on that, or failing that, email, which is iomyoungfarmers at manx.net. So Ellie Tier, Secretary of the Northern Young Farmers, you've come here tonight for the beef stock judging. It's been a fantastic turnout. It has been a fantastic turnout tonight from all clubs. You have amalgamated all, all the clubs into one. Now you have one beef stock judging, one sheep, pig and dairy. It'll be a busy calendar throughout the year. Yes, it is. We all take a turn to organise each stock judging. So each club takes a turn to organise the dairy and the pig stock judging each year. And is it just throughout the winter months or is it actually through the whole of the year? It's throughout the year and whenever the farmers um, can take us as well. Tonight, some of the children were given reasons for the very first time. Now, it's very daunting to give reasons to a judge, especially an older farmer. Tonight, the judge was Craig Gellin. It's really great to see some of the younger members having a go. Yeah, it definitely is. We've had a great turnout of younger members this afternoon and um, they've done really really well with the reasons. But some of the points, you know, they're, they're catching up with some of the older ones. Is it something they train for? Do they have to go home and, and study to learn about reason givens or? No, most of them don't. They just come here and, and judge from their own view as well. And tonight you had a go at the stock judging yourself, Ellie. How did you get on? Um, I came second tonight in the stock judging out of Northern. And Sarah Corbyn, your secretary, she had a go here tonight as well? Yes, yeah, she came first tonight in the stock judging. And it's a different classes for all abilities you know for girls and boys you know, little children upwards you know it doesn't matter who you are can you come and have a go no anyone can come and have a go you don't have to be a farmer to have a go interesting the stock judging isn't it and uh, i always used to go along to it uh, well occasionally used to go along <laughs> to it but i never really understood it when you get the people who've been brought up on the beef farms and dairy farms uh, They've sort of had that trade eye of what to look for, haven't they? Oh, yeah, it makes it a lot easier. And it's, it's part of your everyday job if you're working on a farm with livestock. But it was nice to see some of the younger members. Some of them had never even been near beef cattle, a lot of dairy and whatnot, but not beef. And they were coming and asking questions, wanting to learn. And some of them weren't even from a rural background. And it was great. It was really great to see. Yeah, gone are the days where they, where they looked at the cows with the biggest udder and said, oh, that must be the best one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's been some unique sightings uh, around the Isle of Man last weekend and uh, the sighting of fin whales. And this is fairly unique, according to Tom Feltz, the director of the Manx Whale and Dolphin Watch. And I caught up with him when he revealed the exciting news. We had a, a phone call yesterday and there was a sighting of at least one, possibly even three fin whales off Marine Drive on the, on the east coast. Ryan, fin whales, um, they're, I suppose they're not one that we hear of all the time. No, they're very rare in Manx waters, actually. We normally get perhaps one, maybe two sightings in the last five years, so it's a real treat to have such a massive animal here. Where are they normally found? They get seen offshore in Irish waters quite regularly, but very occasionally in the Irish Sea. And off the Hebrides as well. In comparison with size-wise, what what sort of size? Well, it's and... the second biggest animal that's ever lived. So it's the second largest whale and animal on Earth behind the blue whale. So we're talking perhaps 25 metres, so 70, 80 foot, something like that. Right, so it's quite incredible. It's not just like a, a sort of dolphin or seal size thing. It's a thing. truly ginormous mm. animal, yeah. 
Absolutely massive. People be panicking. Are they going to cause any <laughs> panic no, to the here, sea cat or anything? They're here for herring. So, yeah, they're, they're just here for feeding purely. And they're just south of where the sea cat is. So <laughs> right. um, if they're lucky, they'll get a really lovely sighting. Though. They are uh, fish feeders, though, to Yeah, speak they're well. here to specifically to feed on herring. Is that a sign, maybe a good sign for our fishing industry then? Well, perhaps mm. so, perhaps so. I mean, nobody in the Irish Sea, there's only one pair of Irish boats that have a quota for herring nowadays. So the stock is, relatively speaking, left alone. So it is perhaps a sign that the herring stock is recovering. Perhaps. And will they travel in pairs, the whales? Um, no, they're, they're quite individual as animals. And the fact there's two of them here is probably more a coincidence than anything. But what else um, will it affect uh, the other, the dolphins and um, things like that? Well, they'll all, the they'll all feed cooperatively. So they'll leave each other alone most of the time. But if there's a decent feeding opportunity like there appears to be off Marine Drive at the moment, and then we might get more than one species in the same place at the same time. But not, as I said, they'll feed cooperatively, not antagonistically. And what about for yourself as a, such an enthusiast of, of the Manx uh, the whale and dolphins? Is this a massive sighting? It's fairly unusual, yeah. And I have to be honest, I've never actually seen a fin whale. So for me, it's really, really exciting to have such a relatively rare animal in Manx waters and so close to the coast that we can see it with our naked eye as well Wow so what about if anyone's got any pictures of you heading out there to see Oh, I, Well I do hope so yeah I mean I've heard they're quite a long way offshore so probably too far away for cameras but if there's anybody on, on a boat out there then if we could get a photo, that would be absolutely marvellous. If anyone really has got be. any, can they give them to you? Oh yeah, please. We have an email address it's info at mwdw.net so if anyone does have any photos, then please, please do send us in. What about, uh, we're into October now, is, is that the sort of end of the season for seeing the sharks and dolphins and everything around it's, the waters? For certain species, yes. There hasn't been any basking shark sightings actually since middle of July, apart from one sighting from the steam packet a couple of weeks ago. But there's a different species of dolphin, the bottlenose dolphin, that tends to arrive around about this time of year. And we sometimes see massive groups of them on the East Coast, particularly groups of over 100 individuals. And there'll also be minke whales here right through till November, also feeding on herring. Doesn't sort of shut down for the winter then? No, certainly yeah. not. Certainly not. And in many ways, because we get such big groups of bottlenose dolphins, it's actually a really, really good time to get out there and, and have a wee look at the sea and see what you can find. How long will these uh, fin whales stay off the island? Well, who's to say? But they're feeding on herring. The herring will normally spawn around about this time of year. And once they've spawned, they're pretty much useless as a feed. So they'll probably not be around for too much longer. But all in all, um, how is interest um, in your group itself? Is yeah, really good. We've, um, we became a charity about a year ago. So we now take on membership. We're just growing every single day. And we were lucky enough to get some funding this year to buy our own research vessel. So that would be really, really helpful in the future. And what about the feedback you get from the public? Is it still good? Oh, amazing. Yeah, the public is still astounded by the fact they don't need to go to the tropics to see such things as whales and dolphins. So that's the big message we're trying to get out there, that um, if people take a wee bit of time and spend a lot of time near the coastline, they can see some unbelievable things in Manx waters. But all in all, it's just a, a very exciting time for the Manx Whale and Dolphin Watch then. Truly it is, yeah, truly it is. And as I said, 
to get fin whales is really quite an amazing thing. The director of the Manx Whale and Dolphin Watch, Tom Feltz, there with that exciting news of the fin whales being spotted off Marine Drive. Uh, quite a way out, uh, albeit, but uh, uh, fairly unique in this day and age as well. It's been a few years uh, since some sightings, but uh, do you know much about the, the fin whales? No, I don't know very much about sea life at all, to be honest. Yeah, the, the, the size of them, though, the, sec- the, the blue whale's the biggest in the world, and these are the second behind them in size. So My word, it would have been a magnificent sight to see it, though. But they say there's lots of dolphins off Mackled. A lot of the farmers out there have spotted them. Yeah, there's been lots, and uh, some of them just out in the fishing boats are seeing them um, jumping around. Not too many sightings of the Baskin sharks, as Tom was saying, but uh, it's great that they're, that they're being recognised. And as Tom said, there's a lot of people, members of the public, getting involved in um, registering sightings and and letting them know so they can go out and, you know, clarify that uh, that's the case. So good news on that front. Very good news. Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Earlier in the programme, I caught up with Angela Teer, the Secretary of the Young Farmers at the Beefstock Dudgeon. And another popular event they have each year is the Field Day, and I went along and caught up with some of the people involved. Kaylee, cool, you look like you're in full charge of a load of young children with eggs. <laughs> Will you tell us a bit about your event here today at Conrenny? I'm certainly not in full charge, they're all doing their own thing here. But yeah, it's just a bit of a different day, it's the Young Farmers Field Day. So we've just got lots of different activities going on. At the moment we've got an obstacle egg and spoon race, who knew? So um, it's getting very competitive, going over and under things. But so far, the oldies are winning. <laughs> They'll really enjoy me saying that. But uh, yeah, they, they're showing the children how to do it. And um, we've also got egg egg box games. <laughs> all against the fastest time again. The bale stacking, putting the, putting the young girls through their paces here. They all want to keep horses, but this is certainly getting their hand in. Stacking bales in the quickest time, is it? Yeah, we all like to start them young with different um, hard work activities. Yeah, no, it's something a bit different, isn't it, than... Um, sitting in front of the telly on a Sunday afternoon so yeah lots of different activities and yeah a bit later on we'll have some egg throwing competition in your partner you um, <laughs> catch catch the egg and when you catch the egg you take a step back and um, then they're not hard boiled so once you um, <laughs> once you throw disaster. it too far yeah <laughs> could be getting messy but no it's all good fun and there's lots of good turnout today and a few new faces so it's really good really good fun. so which club is leading so far or, or is this top secret oh it's difficult to say we're really on the eastern home turf here and eastern are doing a really good job they've done a really good job on their human football table <laughs> i see <laughs> that um, it's, it's massively uh, man-made made out of plyboard with giant scaffolding bars moving sideways with humans to play yeah. the football rather rather similar to table football I guess yeah it's proving really popular today it's drawing quite a crowd and yeah I think it's getting rather competitive over in that corner as well so um, we're gonna have to have a look yeah <laughs> Louise you're in charge of the human table football now it's got a lot of attraction and lots of people are taking part we tell us a bit about it well I've seen it first online and I thought it'd be a great event for the young farmers it's basically 10 meters square with poles across with some pipes in the middle that you have to hold on to slide up and down like a real like the table version and um, it took a couple of weeks to build my granddad Billy Cleland actually built it up at Lanchigan I didn't give him too much notice so he was a bit stressed <laughs> working day and night almost to try and get it finished but it seems to be really popular and 
hopefully it'll be good fun. It's so well made, it's, it's you know, sheets of plyboard, it's, it's really substantial and you can move it around, but it's going to get put through its paces here with the young farmers, they're never easy on anything. <laughs> the seniors seem to be lining up now, is it the next game? Yeah, well the juniors have just been on and the Central and Eastern played against one another. I think Central just just pipped out the post at the end there. The seniors are in now having a little go. I think it could get a bit, bit more competitive, <laughs> a bit more rough, but I'm sure it'll be all good fun. And are you having a go? Oh yes, of course. <laughs> Tom Callister, you've brought a new event to the Young Farmers Field Day. It looks pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, the old uh, rope ladder challenge seems to be catching a few people out. It's tied to the stanchion which is what 10 foot 12 foot in the air? Yeah about 12 foot. And to the back of the jeep and you have to crawl on your hands and knees up the ladder. Yeah up the top but you've got to stay on top of the ladder you can't be monkey barring underneath it anyway. And it spins the, the child that's trying to have a go here at the moment she's been on the floor best part of four times and she hasn't got past <laughs> run three. <laughs> yeah it's catching a few people out with shackles and all at the bottom she spins around pretty quick if you don't stay centre. <laughs> And has anyone managed to do it? Uh, just myself. Oh, right. Tricks of the trade. Was it top secret or did anybody actually see you do it? No, everyone saw me do it. you got to keep uh, your body as close to the ladder as possible. And I see the, the two girls are trying to hold the ladder very still to try and get the <laughs> <laughs> to try and get along it. But, it. but even that's not working. It looks really, really difficult. So it's done on points, is it? Yeah, the further up the ladder you go, the more points you get. So each run has a uh, different points obviously the higher you go the higher points you get and obviously it's big competition between southern and eastern at the minute is it judging by the tally yeah southern are ahead at the minute but it could eastern, all change uh, eastern aren't far behind sarah once once upon a time there used to be 100 meter sprints 50 meter sprints and it was taken quite seriously today it's not quite as serious hula hoop challenge <laughs> tell us a bit about your event yeah absolutely not there's still some running involved there we did have them <laughs> running up and down the car park which was a bit of a hill so it was some exercise today and <laughs> um, so like the northern we took um charge of the hula hoops so we did like one where you had to run down the hill with the hoop rolling it and then come back up and then we did the classic like hip rolling, see how long they could go. So we did quite well. We had quite a few southern, a few northern, eastern. Everyone really had a go. Um, Even the younger members. I yeah, saw a very small yeah, boy there. Yeah. He was he was going at some pace down that hill. I didn't yeah. think he was going to get stuck yeah. at the bottom. Yeah, he was absolutely flying and then trying to come back up at bright red. Yeah. <laughs> Angela, yet yeah, another busy day for the Federation of Young Farmers. Now we're standing here looking at some absolutely delicious cakes. How has it been? It's been a really good day so far, Kiri. You probably pick up a bit of noise in the background. They're playing football and the ball is hitting the sides of the shed. But we're here and we've got, we're at the, um, what was always traditionally called the ladies section of the field day. Now it's the confectionery and baking classes. And like you say, there's a fantastic selection mm. of cakes on display here. And they're from all ages. There's boys classes, there's girls classes. There's yeah, we've got the cupcakes right in front of us there, just been made and decorated by the junior girls. And the flapjacks that are there, again, in front of us, they've just been made by the junior boys. Um, we've got the Victoria sandwiches that are made just by the senior male members. Oh, my word. Um, some of them haven't actually travelled here very well. Some of the lads need to work on their driving skills when they've got cakes in the car. Um, oh, but the rest are a mixture of, like, there's some that the, that the lads have made um, and some that the girls have made. So it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a good selection of home baking. But it's going to be a very, very difficult task for, for Gwen, our judge here today. Gwen, what have you thought about the classes? They're wonderful. The cakes, the variety here is very good. 
Are they all good, all presentable? I think they've been watching Bake Off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really taken off since that programme has been on TV. But it's nice to see the boys taking part as well, because it was always traditionally the ladies' section, as Angela said. Did you always take part yourself? Yes, we did. We used to have the uh, field night at uh, Nokalo many years ago when I was in the Young Farmers, and it was always a Thursday night, and uh, we had to make all the cakes the night before and go to work and then back to Nokalo. And was it just a confectionery day or was it also sports? It was also sports. It was started about seven o'clock in the evening and all the ladies in those days would bring all their cakes. Very similar selection to what we've got now. Still Victoria sandwiches cakes and ginger cakes and chocolate cakes. Oh, wow. It was very well attended, I imagine. Yes, it was. That um, when the cakes were getting judged, they, they were all out on the field. There were children's races and uh, juniors and seniors and they always ended up with a tug of war oh, between no. the clubs. That could be a bit of a fierce competition. It was very fiercely contested in those days. Well, still is, I think. But there's some beautiful trophies to be awarded. You know, it's, it's something that's gone on for, for years. It's a great tradition and, you know, tonight it's lovely to see them all in the hall there playing. There's children from the age of five upwards. It's maybe not agricultural like it used to be, but it's still nice to see it going on forward. It certainly is. It's a very good club for all the young people to belong to and they meet lots of friends. That was some of the people involved with the Young Farmers Field Day. Sounded a, a good, exciting day, isn't it? They have all sorts of bizarre events in it as well that they change around, isn't it? They certainly do these days. They have pallet competitions, bale stacking, all sorts. They even had table, human table football this year. That yeah, was it's a bit bizarre see. that. Because the, the, you've all seen the table football in the, in the uh, pubs and things like that, you know, where they no spinning. No spinning. Yeah. And uh, to have it, the human side of it, it shows great initiative, isn't it? And interest that the people want to try and keep the young farmers entertained in that way. Oh, it certainly was entertaining. But the time and effort they spent going into making the prop for it, Billy Cleland, he's always making stuff for the Eastern Young Farmers. And without people like him, you know, it's very difficult to keep these things fresh and interesting. And there was scores of children having a go. It was, it was quite rough, it really was. Mm. We were getting uh, very competitive. <laughs> I toughened them up a little bit. But struggling a little bit, I think, uh, northern and eastern, aren't they? Just just a few members missing. You know, they need to uh, get the numbers up for the annual concert that's coming along and also for other events throughout the year. But uh, they're always looking for new members. You don't have to be an agricultural person to be involved with the young farmers. So, yeah, they're, they're putting out invitations for anyone to come along and join in these activities it really is a great organization to be we've said it many times uh, with john as well he was a big big supporter of the young farmers events and you know when when you think of where people we, we used to speak about who to come from the speakers that are oh, yes. and mhks that have come from all oh, from many of them years ago from the from the days of the young farmers as well lots of formal events still happening like the the um public speaking in the winter times also the annual dinners people stand up and give presentations and it's a good platform for them to begin and and also the gaiety stage for performers it's it's a great hub of people to be involved with it is manx radio's countryside is brought to you by nfu mutual there we are wales no connection with the young farmers. <laughs> <laughs> the Finn Wales, Tom Feltz from the uh, Max Whale and Dolphin Watch, and you at the uh, the stock judging, and of course the the field day, uh, which great events and well supported this year by the sound of it as well. Oh, they were, and some of the cakes were absolutely fabulous. Oh, we'll leave it there. I'm jealous already. <laughs> we'll see you next week on Countryside. So from me, Simon Clark. 
and me, Kerry Kermish. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Don't sit in the slow lane. Join the fast lane right now with Shaw's all-new Superfast Plus Broadband. Enjoy more bandwidth, amazing speeds and the best value on the island from just £23.95 per month. So don't be left behind. Get a piece of the high-speed action with Superfast Plus Broadband from Shaw. For details, visit our stores in Douglas, Ramsey and Port Erin or click shaw.com. Love being sure. Terms and conditions apply.